0: What star is that? Don't Speak, speak, You are now listening to the Bishop Broncos. Bishop Broncos. You must learn. Try, 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 try with me. It's my own secret technique. Now, in my younger days, I used to sport the shack. Hey, y'all forgot? Mm, mm, mm. Hell no, you didn't forget. It's farsidetv.com. You are locked into Side Life Radio, and I'm your host, Adisa the Bishop, aka the Black Dragon of the West Side, aka Zatoichi, aka the South Bay Shogun. Shogun. Shogun, aka the Iron Hook Assassin, aka the Black Cortez Killer. Nobody's triller me, homeboys and girls. Bishop Chronicles is the world's first. Podcast giving you West Coast perspectives on hip-hop, MMA, and health and fitness trends. Ain't nobody out there lacing your cranium with this here vibranium like Adisa, the bishop. That's me. That's me. So, you know what I'm saying? You can be down now or you can bow down later because the West Coast OGs, we stay greater. Greater, greater, greater. Yeah, if this is your first time listening, understand that this may not be the best thing. Uh, but a show enough, but a show enough, but a show enough is the West thing, West thing, the West, 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 West thing. Ooh. Yes. Now it is time for that one favor I ask you. Huh? You already know what it is. Subscribe on Spotify, iTunes, all right? You can subscribe on Mixcloud or Libsyn, man. Just do it. Leave a cool comment. You know what I'm saying? The squad is growing. I'm gonna start using this new hashtag. BCP Army. Because now we got numbers and we got soldiers out here really promoting on IG. You know what I'm saying? Do me a favor. Just screenshot a show you like, post it, and tag me. You know what I'm saying? I need that love. We need that love. Mike, do we need that Exactly. I can't hear Mike because of the glass, but he's saying that we need the love. So show the love. Screenshot to show you, like, tag people say, hey, y'all, listen to this. You know what I mean? That's all I'm asking. You know what I'm saying? That's how we roll. But yo, um, how are you, man? How are you? Uh, I'm good. I'm good. I've been getting really good feedback from the last two shows. If you haven't heard, show 97 with Dr. Post a lot, very hot. You should Google that. Bishop Chronicles, show 97 bang. Or show 96 with Mr. FAB, right? Google that. Show 96, Bishop Chronicles, FAB. Or, you know what? Somebody hit me in the DMs and was like, yo, I just listened to that Bruce Lee show and I just listened to that Nipsey Hussle show and they were amazing. So, um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Nipsey Hustle was show 69. I actually don't remember which one the Bruce Lee show is. It's on, it's on, you know what? Go to IG at Bishop Chronicles, right? Go to at Bishop Chronicles. And you can see, cause I have some audio clips from some of those shows, but I'm really grateful to y'all, um, for the feedback and I'm glad that we're growing. And I thank you from the bottom of my heart. Cause it is not easy doing a podcast. Um, the consistency needs to happen. I've been dedicated. Mike's been dedicated. The whole family at FarsideTV.com has been super dedicated. And I am grateful and honored, you know, especially as you come toward the end of the year, you really start reflecting on what it took to get here, right? Let alone jump through next year's hoops with next year's goals and everything else. So, you know, I'm I'm truly grateful to all of you. But definitely Google Show 96. Uh ninety-seven and sixty-nine. That's the Nipsey Hustle show. You know what I mean? Or just put in Bishop Chronicles, Bruce Lee. Um and now it's time for the Heartbeat Props. The Heartbeat Props are where you give people love now so that you know. When they die, you don't look like a hypocrite at the funeral wearing 25 T-shirts with their face on it. When, when they was here, you really didn't have a back or speak on them in a proper way. You know what I'm saying? You was probably talking crazy about them, you know what I'm saying, more often than not. And now when somebody die, you want to show up, oh, bro, that was my dog. You know what I'm saying? Man, listen, right now, we give props right now. We give heartbeat props right now. I want you. Yes, you. You listening, look in the mirror. That's who I'm talking to. Call three people you care about who have had an impact on your life and just give them five minutes. Don't text it. Call them and tell them why you care about them. Call them and tell them how they impacted your life. Call them and thank them from a sincere space. So first, I'm going to give a shout out to my homie, Green-Eyed Mark. This is a dude I've been knowing since I was a kid. As you might imagine, he has green eyes. And uh, he's been a friend for a long time. And over the holidays, you know what I'm saying, we reached out, had some cool positive exchanges. And I just appreciate you, Mark, for being a G and, 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 and uh, being kind over the years, you know what I'm saying? Um, yeah. When you get to be damn near 50 years old, it's a trip when you realize certain friendships that you've had. And so I appreciate you. And it is in that spirit that I also give a shout out to my other homeboy from way back, Firilla. Rilla. What's up, Felix, bruh? A hey, same thing, man. Love to see you and your family. We spoke just the other day. You know, um, you keep me inspired. You know, you were one of the hardest working dudes I ever grew up with. You are one of the most consistent dudes I've ever known. You're one of the most serious and sensible. You know what I'm saying? And so I appreciate you, Fee Rilla. Um, and then I'm giving an anonymous shout out only because the person who I'm shouting out probably doesn't want me to say their name. So I'm not going to say their name. I got a home girl, And um, she had some rough, rough things going on over the summer. And she's graduating high school now. And she was going against all odds. And I am telling you, I really appreciate you. I know that you endured a lot. You weathered some very serious storms. And um, I know you're gonna go off into the world and be fantastic and be great. And I'm really proud of you. I'm really proud of you because you're mentally strong, you're physically strong, you're spiritually strong, and you are disciplined because you got this done. You got this done and I'm proud of you. And now it's time for the West Coast Word of the Week where we lace you on how we speak. Oh, 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 oh. oh, 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 oh. Yeah. Now I'm about to uh those are trumpets. They didn't really sound good though. Um West Coast Word of the Week is Crocosax. Now normally I give you words that come from the Bay. This is LA. And crocos sacks aren't really just a word. They're a brand. They're shoes. Real OGs wear crocos sacks from my era. You know what I'm saying? Um I think you hear Ice Cube talk about those on death certificate. Yeah. I think it comes on wrong nigga to F with. Yeah. I think it's on that. You know what I'm saying? They're shoes. They're just basic shoes. So if someone's like, yo, what's up? Man, I got to go get me a new pair of crocus sacks. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? <clears throat> That's what it is. You've been laced and you're welcome. Now it's time for, you know, me to share another lesson from Bobby Bruce in the Bronx, The Secrets of Hip Hop Chess, available now on Amazon in Kindle and paperback. Um, for the last 12 weeks, we've been going over the 12 main lessons from this book that deal with life and chess and um this is this is crucial and 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 you need to be acutely aware of your own surroundings and who you listen to when when you when we go through this 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 last lesson, understand that in this book there are twelve worksheets that you will work out on your own. But I'm reading these sections and I'm letting you um, get a get a sense of what goes on, you know, in this book. I encourage you to get this book, not just because obviously I get paid from it. <laughs> okay, of course I get paid, but the point really here. Is to help you be a better human being. This book is not for chess players. It's for casual people who play the game or maybe just new to it. But it's about how you can use, you don't have to be a chess master to use this stuff in your real life. So here we go. Worksheet 12. Here's the topic. Who controls your illusion of options? This point perhaps is the most important of all we share. If you don't understand this element of HHCF's teachings, everything else in this book and possibly in your life will surely elude you. Chess is about options. A chess player is constantly looking for stronger, more dynamic moves and is and, and combinations to checkmate the king. Jiu-jitsu is about options. What physical web can we weave around our opponent to mislead them? What are they attempting to do to us that we can reverse into a victory none can foretell but us? Hip-hop is about options. What new rhyme flow, scratch pattern, dance move, color scheme, or lettering can we develop? What new noise or rhythm can we insert into the mix to give us an edge? The infinite hunt for all these options are why the three are interconnected forever. I'm talking about chess, hip-hop, and martial arts, obviously. Unfortunately, today, many youth are told who they can be before they're ever given a chance to actualize their potential. We might be called, quote unquote, stupid, not college material, too short, too tall, too fat, thuggish, crazy, ugly, nerdy. The list goes on. Sometimes, sadly, this is told to us by people who love us, but who don't see the totality of all that we can be. Sometimes they think they are protecting us when they tell us these things because they fear we'll get hurt. Other times, the damage is indeed done with sinister intent. Only they know. That does not matter to you. It should not. Often these negative frameworks are reinforced by most of the mainstream media outlets. Corporate radio, TV, and websites promote largely negative images, especially where black and Latino males and females are concerned. You're either invisible, as if you don't exist at all, or the images are largely negative. This has an effect on your sense of purpose and potential on almost a molecular level. I have seen kids who wanted to be scientists buckle to the peer pressure of gangs. I have saw that. One of the first kids I mentored wanted to be a scientist, and then he just decided after one summer of me not being around him that he was just going to do the streets thing. Um, let me get back to this. I've seen kids who wanted to be scientists buckle to the peer pressure of gangs not just because the gangs were all over the area they didn't know any latino scientists when they questioned why kids were told latino scientists were not did not exist they believed that lie and chose the streets this is why we always push students to do research on their race religion and culture's contributions to whatever passion they have and this is the truth of gender too Look into your gender and what have you accomplished in science, in mathematics, in whatever sport you're going after, okay? So, this helps them see the history of the thing they love and hopefully inspires a passion to create a new history. I often tell kids, don't just read history, make history. I'm going to say that again. I often tell kids, don't just read history, make history, abandon any limits anyone attempts to put on your identity and ability work harder read more in very simple terms hhcf teaches that one's identity is the sum of actions and what one studies consistently if you say you love playing guitar but most of your time is spent away from your guitar and and studying the grades as kids would say you ain't about that life come on now do your homework, go buy books on the things that you love, take in the knowledge, put that into action and show your wisdom. Only then will you have the understanding it takes to be the awesome person this earth needs you to be. Don't let anyone control your illusion of options. They are infinite. People used to say a man could never cross large bodies of water. They used to say that men couldn't fly, get into outer space, see one another in real time across computers, do heart transplants and so many other things. All of these were achieved by dedicated men and women who knew better. People who studied, suffered on a lonely path and sacrificed much to be legends and helpers of humanity today. I am one of them. You are one of them. We are all here together. I believe a lot of the negative identities heaped upon me. I am still healing from that. But each day, little by little, I prove them wrong and reveal a better version of myself into the world. I am asking you to do the same thing. Be well, believe, and go be all of who you are with no reservations this year and every year going forward. I want to quickly remind you that I really, 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 really love Stoic philosophy, S-T-O-I-C. If you ain't up on it, you need to jump into it. And um, what's been getting me through is I told you guys at the beginning of the year about keeping a Stoic journal, right? A Stoic journal is where you ask yourself the same five questions every day, and you'll start to see the patterns in where you're weak, in where you're strong, and where you need work, right? And so I want to ask you those questions right now. Uh, Have you write them down and try to just for two weeks, write it down every day and be in depth. It's going to feel easy and simple at first, but the more you go inside, the harder and more detailed these answers become. And that helps you see patterns of weakness, patterns of strength, and, and helps you be clear about where you really are in this life right now. So these five questions are every day, what have I done good today? Second question: What have I done bad? The third question: Where was my self-discipline or self-control tested? That question is important because it deals with like maybe you uh, cheated on your on your diet today, or maybe you got mad when you were in traffic, right? Or maybe you got mad while you was waiting in line to get a taco on Taco Tuesday because the lines be long. Uh, Then question four: Why did this occur? Right, So it's not enough to say, oh, I got mad uh, uh, in traffic or on Taco Tuesday. Uh, even if nobody else noticed it, you notice it, you write it down. And why were you mad? Figure that out, right? Why did someone make you upset? Why did something that your mom said or your, your husband said or, or your kid said, why did it make you so mad? Write that down, right? So four is why did this occur? And five, how can I improve? What do you need to do to be better? What do you need to do to be better? measurably better and so it is in that spirit that we get to the jujitsu haiku except we're going with a stoic haiku today a haiku is a japanese poem of three lines they do not always rhyme but most of mine do not everyone does It's three lines the first line is five syllables the second line is seven syllables and the third line is five syllables five seven five and so i'm gonna do this poem i do a poem every show most of them are about jujitsu but i've been you know breaking it up man i got a whole book of these haikus man hella sick you're gonna see you're gonna see A dead man's diary is on its way. You thought I forgot? Remember listening to them early shows in the year, dog? I told you what I was doing. New book, new knowledge, new angles, new wisdom, new understanding. All right? New trials. From new trials come new victories. All right? Now, you know, Mike, man, I'm going to need something really kind of dope for this one you always do me proper dog you always bring the ill elements to the whole cypher i think i'm gonna go with what though what what do i want man um let's go back to the tycos man here we go here we go keep in mind stoic philosophy you know what i'm saying five questions all of that you know i mean here we go here we go Five questions I ask. Infinite truths are inside. Discover yourself. Ooh, what? Let's go back, boy. All right. One more time, Mike. One more time, Mike. When I say this, when I say this one, we're just going to close our eyes on the last line and, and hang our head. You know what I'm saying? Here we go. Here we go five questions i ask infinite truths are inside discover yourself mm. and with that i sit cross-legged and meditate above a plate of drunken noodles ladies and gentlemen uh yeah man uh, that's the haiku. Follow me at Bishop Chronicles. Follow me at Bishop Chronicles. I'll be posting haikus. I want you to post yours. Any subject, I don't care. It could be a zen, zen uh, haiku, love, sports, jujitsu, all of that. I love haikus. But I only accept 757s. Seven, I don't want no 868s. Eight, There's no such thing as an American haiku. Look that up. There's no such thing. I don't care what anyone says. Um. So now let's talk about hip-hop, man. Yo. The Forbes list. Boy, when I tell you that hip hop makes money, you better listen to me. Let's take a look. Migos 36 million, Kendrick Lamar 35 million, DJ Khaled 40 million, The Weeknd, I count him as I'm counting him as hip hop. Um 40 mil, Eminem 50 mil. Travis Scott, 58 mil. Rihanna, 62 mil. Diddy, 70 mil. Drake, 75 mil. Jay Z and Beyonce. $81 million a piece. Ed Sheeran, I'm counting him. I know, you, did you just let Ed Sheeran in? I'ma let Ed Sheeran in because did you ever listen to um, that song, like, The Shape of Your Body with the Stormzy remix where he's busting? Stormzy's a G, bro. Did you see Stormzy got all them people to vote? They said like voter registration jumped up like 238% seriously because of Stormzy. Come on, man. Come on, man. So Ed Sheeran. They have a whole style of hip-hop out there called grime, and um, Stormzy is a grime guy, and it's my understanding that Ed Sheeran, even though he is the redhead nice guy that we know him to be, hello, Ed, um, that he has either been making beats or recording with and supporting the grime scene for a long time. I don't know if it's an absolute fact or not, but... I'm counting Ed. He got 110. Besides, he just did that track with A Boogie and he was rapping. Did he write the bars? I don't know. I don't even care. He was flowing. He was flowing. I think it's called A Thousand Nights. Him and A Boogie and Meek Mill. Don't front on that song. That song's hard. That song is hard. Anyway, Kanye with 150 mil. 150. Don't forget to listen to my Kanye show a few few episodes back. It's interesting especially as we hit the holidays. Um, but the real killer of the whole game wasn't even a hip-hop person. It was Taylor Swift. Now, there's a lot of people that I left out of that list because, I mean, it was a bunch of different musicians. That's the Forbes list. Really deep, really deep. So next time somebody tells you that hip-hop don't pay, remember not only that list, but what if you had 10% of that? 2% of that? You be balling. So, you know, you ain't got to be on this list to thrive. You know what I mean? Um, Another quick shout out to Master P. I talked about the Money Yachty shoes uh, and the branding issues that I thought were in there. But I do love them shoes. Um, However, I got to give him props, man, for Rap Snacks. Uh, He works with a guy named James Lindsay. They own it. Um, James Lindsay and Master P. They got a new flavor out. And they got BIG on the cover, man. I think that's really dope. It's called Big Papa Barbecue Cookout Flavor for Wrap Snacks. And a portion of the proceeds from the sales of those potato chips will benefit the Wrap Snacks Boss Up Foundation. And they will work with BIG's foundation to support different organizations with the proceeds from the chip sales. Uh, That's beautiful. And it's also important to to note that those chips are available in one of over 4,200 Walmart stores. 4,200 Walmart stores. You can go get some rap snacks, and it's going to go to the B.I.G. Foundation and the Masterpiece Boss Foundation. That's hella dope. And don't forget, they also got other rap snacks with Cardi B. Uh, 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 they got Migos. They got uh, uh, all kind of stuff, man. So so look into those. Support that, because that's supporting your own. People be like, man, I don't like this dude. I don't, hey, shut up, fool. That's dope. Um, then... I want to talk about real quick um, some boom bap hip hop, some true school hip hop that you need to be up on. Brother Ali, that album, Secrets and Escapes, really dope. The song Situated with Pharrell Manch is a banger. Uh, Greatest That Never Lived, hella dope if you love Brother Ali. Even if you don't know Brother Ali, if you were young, so you need to be up on Brother Ali. Uh, uh, Greatest That Never Lived has these dark, haunting beats. Um and bars. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to Evidence from Dilated. Shout out to Dilated. Shout out to Rock and Babu. Shout out to the whole West Side. What I'm saying though, I been getting distracted. Brother Ali and Evidence really did a great job on this album. And my favorite song on it is called Father Figure. Uh, for the OGs, you need to buy this new Roddy Rich album. I told you Roddy Rich was going to be the new Nipsey Hustle. That he was like under Nipsey's wing. I love Roddy Rich, man. Um his new album is called Please Excuse Me for Being Antisocial. His intro banger. Uh other songs on there, Perfect Time, uh Moonwalking with Lil Durk is tight, uh Backseat with Ty Dolla Sign and God's Eyes. God's Eyes is my favorite one. Uh definitely poised to be the next Nipsey. Um Beyond that, man, uh, go cop that record. Be, go cop that record. But beyond that, what have I been up to? Nothing. It's hella cold in the Bay. Hella wet. Fool's been crashing. You know what I'm saying? Uh, uh, i just been on the BART train. It just said the rain done sh- stopped BART somewhere today. Uh, I don't know if that's true, but uh, it's not cool. So i just been... Working hard to make sure that I don't fully slip, man. I've been BSing on some of my exercises, y'all, but now I'm back in the grind. And you know what? I'm gonna be honest with you. I am not inspired, but I'm getting my prayer, my meditation, my yoga, my stoic journaling in, okay? I'm getting my real workouts in, my strength workouts in, okay? That's what I gotta do every day. And I have not been inspired, but I know That discipline is more important than being inspired. You're not always going to be inspired. I'm not inspired right now. I'm not depressed or nothing. I just don't feel like doing any of this, but I'm doing it because I got to rehab these legs. I got to keep my arms strong. I got to keep my abs strong. I got students to teach. I got jujitsu to learn, right? So I got to be disciplined. I got to keep my diet in order and not be like, well, you know, Uh, I can let this slide. I can let this slide. Look, I let it slide because it was Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving's over. I got to be steady. I got to be steady. Um, So that's where I'm at. Stick to the discipline of what you need to do. Don't worry about being inspired because you ain't always going to be inspired. Uh, What am I listening to? I started a new list on Spotify called Wartime Melodies. Wartime Melodies. That's what I'm listening to. Forgive me. It's dark. I told you, sometimes I got to listen to the dark stuff to stay focused. Right now is one of those times. Uh, What am I watching? Um, Not a lot. I can't front. Back to cartoons. Teen Titans Go. Shout out to the homie Shafiq in London. You know what's up. Teens Titans Go. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Health Talk. Oh, I'm sorry. What am I reading? Uh, I'm going to keep that under wraps again. I think I did that last time. I'm going to take the fizzle. I'm just reading something that I need to read. I hope you're reading something beautiful. Stay in the books, man. I know, like we talk about YouTube videos and all this stuff all the time. Stay in books. That's a mental discipline that that never betrays you, man. Stay in books. Um, On the health talk, I'm going to remind you of this. When you eat your first and your last meal— Always try to have a probiotic and a prebiotic with your first meal and your last meal. Probiotics are uh, the, the good bacteria that our stomachs need to help us keep down inflammation, to help us digest food, et cetera, et cetera. Prebiotics are the foods that probiotics eat, okay? So when you have a probiotics, let's say like you drank a kombucha in the morning, you need prebiotics like walnuts, oatmeal, apples. And you don't even need a lot. You just need it in there because that's what's going to cultivate your gut biome. And your gut biome, look it up. The gut biome and the health of it has a huge impact on body internal inflammation on so much more. You will be shocked. So my new goal is to have a prebiotic and a probiotic with my first and last meal of every day. So that means you could have something that has some like apple cider vinegar in it, and an apple, or it could be like some walnuts and some yogurt. You know you know what I'm saying? You got to have these things together, right? And now, as we get ready to close out the year, right, we got to be fit and focused. And now I got my man, my brother, Bilal Khan from Strength Dojo. Go on YouTube, look up Strength Dojo, and follow my man. He just has a great video series about his journey in jujitsu and this interview with him isn't really so much about jujitsu but about that internal journey of how we find ourselves athletically how we find ourselves philosophically and how we grow and how we grow this is a great interview you are going to learn a lot about the human body when it does well when it doesn't different things that you can do to promote muscle growth to promote uh And activate hormones naturally in your system so you're not taking human growth hormones and doing all kinds of other stuff that you don't need. If you're trying to be fit, whether you do jujitsu or not, this is what you need to listen to. Listen to me and my man Bilal talking about health and fitness. This is Bishop Chronicles. This is FarsideTV.com. This is Side Life Radio. And this is why we do what we do to keep you focused and fit. Check it out. My mic is on. Alright, uh, peace to the planet, you know what it is, a decent band, Jogo, Bishop of Hip Hop, this is how we do it, man, this is Bishop Chronicles, and I always tell you, man, I'm always bringing you the freshest people from all over the planet, and today we're gonna have a really interesting and cool talk with my mellow, my man, Bilal Khan from Strength Dojo on YouTube, and, um, he makes amazing, cool videos that deal with jiu-jitsu, that deal with preparing, that deal with positioning, that deal with training. And um, so we're going to talk a bit about what that means and his journey in jiu-jitsu so far. And so Bilal Khan, thank you for being on Bishop Chronicles today. So uh, talk to me about Strength Dojo. Um, what, what school do you train at? What did jiu-jitsu do for you, and how did that bring Strength Dojo into a reality?
1: Yeah, no doubt. Okay, so um, strength. So I guess for me, martial arts has always been a part of my identity in a way, right? So my dad put me in martial arts when I was a kid, partly because I was getting bullied and you know uh, whatnot, getting beat up. And so I remember I complained to my dad. is like, you got to talk to the principal. You got to talk to the teachers. This is not cool. And uh, my dad was like, ain't no son of mine going to be bullied. So instead of talking to the principal, he put me in martial arts classes. So uh, first two years I did Taekwondo, but then we moved. And then, uh, then he put me in another school called uh, Master Glaciers Karate. Um, it was kind of like a f- hybrid martial arts school where they kind of did like a mix between Kyokushin karate and Taekwondo. Uh, and after several years of that, uh, Mark Glazier, the owner of the those chain of schools, sold it to uh, Tiger Showman. And uh, and so we all ended up having to start all over again. And uh, and right. Tiger Showman kind of came in with their own, I guess, their own MMA system. And this is before anybody knew what MMA was. I didn't even know what MMA was. Right. All I knew was that we're learning karate. And in karate, the way that they kind of taught it was like, all right, you come in with your Kyokushin, you know, uh, uh, self defense and sparring. And then they brought in some Muay Thai techniques, uh, you know, to go more advanced in the sparring. And then they brought in grappling, right? I don't know what jujitsu was either. I just knew that, oh, we're, we're, it's karate on the ground. Right. And so,
0: right, right, right.
1: (laughs) And, uh, and late, it was only later that I learned that like, Oh, we were actually doing all these different arts. It's not just karate. And, um, (laughs) so I, and I did that. Like, I think I, when Tiger Showman's came into the picture, uh, they, I think I was in like what seventh grade and I stayed with it until I was in well into college and um dude that's crazy
0: especially because like kyoko shin is so savage bro that's real that's real body shots
1: (laughs) dude it was it was, it was uh it was tough training man and uh training to the point where like we would have to learn and condition ourselves to take kicks to the legs and take punches to the gut and i remember as a as a high school kid going up to my friends like yo hit me as hard as you want Right. And, and, and I just tighten up and then like they try to hit me. And it was like one of those funny party tricks. And um, and it was just like <laughs> you got it was funny, though, because I've always had a little bit of fluff on my gut. Right. But it was just like underneath it was just like I'm rock hard. <laughs> and so that was uh, that was always the uh, like that was one of the things I I felt mm-hmm. as a kid and teenager kind of took away from it. Uh, but then I, I remember there was an incident in high school. Uh, I played uh, right. I played football I in high school, first couple of years. So, I mean, the training itself was tough. So uh, in the sense, but the thing that I remember, like we would have to condition ourselves where, you know, we can take kicks to the leg. We can t- take body shots to the point where it almost pretty much kind of became a party trick for me um, as uh, especially in high school where I could be like, you know, like hit me as hard as you want. And I could take it, right? And so, people right. <laughs> friends would line up, be like, "Yo, let's see how hard we can hit him in the gut." And you know, the best part is most people, when they're untrained, like they don't know to hit somebody guy in the solar plexus, and you can knock their wind out. But everybody would be like, "I'm going to hit him so hard in the gut." And it was always one of those fun things where it's just like, "Hey, you know, I can just stand there and take it." Um, but right. it wasn't until um, I think it was later in high school. Where uh, so I played football in high school as well. Um, uh, it was funny though because the school that I was in, we were a Division One school, uh, but we were like second from the bottom, <laughs> mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And so, but you know, being on the football team gave you some notoriety within the you know within the school. Of course, but um, but the thing is, even within the football team, you still had your own kind of cliques. And uh, and I was uh, I remember I got into it with one of the Korean kids. And uh, now apparently this Korean kid knew a little bit of judo and grappling and, you, were, you know, we're kind of going back and forth and the dude literally puts me on my back. And I'm like, what, mm. what happened here, right? And so mm-hmm. l- later I'm talking to Sensei. I'm like, yo, this happened. Like, I, I'm not sure, like, like what, what, what could have happened here. And he's like, yeah, you know what? We're going to be covering grappling soon. So, like, because I guess because of the advancement within the curriculum, you didn't get into grappling right. until you were like a brown belt. And so, and that was like year six within your training. So, okay. so once, uh, and then once we got into the grappling part, I just kind of fell in love with it. it. It, cause for me, it all, it was almost like it, it nullified, uh, the necessity to hit people. Right. And at the same time, I Isn't felt that like
0: beautiful people. I think that's so beautiful.
1: Yeah. And so – and not only did it do that, but at the same time, I felt like I was a lot more safe from being hit as well because of the whole idea of distance management and whatnot. So, uh, and, and so that, that that's part of it. Um, now, what's interesting though is like I – when I went to college, there was a couple of guys who did jujitsu, jitsu and that's when I came – became familiar with – in fact, my first run-in with jujitsu was when I went to uh, – uh, I was taking a seminar in California, in LA, and uh, after the seminar, uh, it was, the seminar was taking place at the, uh, I think it was at UCLA, and um, and then after the seminar, there's a bunch of guys that are rolling in the grass, and I'm like, oh, they're grappling, right? And the two of them are going, and one guy has, a, one guy is in mount, and he's, uh, and I'm like, yo, like, you know, do the, do the shoulder lock, put your hands like this and whatnot, and the guy's like, you know, jujitsu? I'm like, I don't know what that is, but, uh, yeah, but this is a shoulder lock and this is a chicken wing. And, you know, this is how you get on top of the guy. Right. And, and so it's like, yo, that's jujitsu. I'm like, no, man, this is karate. <laughs> and um, and wow. so, yeah, so I, again, like for me, I, like I was just ignorant to the art. I just knew what I knew. But then later when I went to college, uh, uh, I was rolling with some guys and they introduced me to what jujitsu is like an art. And I'm like, okay, so it's like it's a form of grappling, okay. And um, but the thing that always struck me was that whenever I would roll with somebody who did jujitsu purely, if they were a blue belt or higher, I'd always get submitted, right? Mm. And so, and and partly because within the school that I was training, we yeah we did grappling, but we were allowed to do a little bit of striking right like how do you get somebody to open the guard you hit them a few times a little bit right and the guard loosens up
0: <laughs> that's how i pass my punch <laughs> pass you
1: know <laughs> right and so and so like once once you can't hit the person i'm like ugh, what do i do right and it's just like okay there's a can opener it's like and then later it's just like oh you can't do a can opener that's like a neck crank and stuff and i'm like and He's like, that's against the rules. I'm like, what rules? <laughs> what are you talking about? Right. Right? And so, but later, like, like, and that's when I kind of like realized, you know what? I really want to get more into this jujitsu stuff. But I came down to, uh, when I left Jersey uh, and I got a job in D.C., uh, I was looking for schools to train at. And uh, the, my first instinct was, let me see if there's a Tiger Showman school uh, in D.C. And there wasn't. And so I was like, well, let me also look at other opportunities. And, I, and in fact, I found a school that did jujitsu and that also did Krav Maga. It was like a mixed uh, school, but you had to choose the program. You couldn't just do – you could do both, but like nobody, nobody did both, right? Because they are all at the same time. Right. Right? So now here's the thing. Again – I'm not familiar to the history of Jiu-Jitsu at this time, but at the this school was run by a gentleman by the name of Pedro Sawyer,
0: and uh, and Pedro Sour, Pedro Sour, Sour,
1: yeah, yeah, Sours, and right. so yeah, yeah, because and, 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 and he's based out of Northern Virginia. And so he had a Northern Virginia school and this school in Rockville, Maryland. I think one of his students was running it, but he'd be, in, he'd be there right. every now and then. Now, in my mind, I was, when I was introduced to jiu-jitsu, I was like, jiu-jitsu is Gracie. If there is jiu-jitsu and it's not Gracie, it's not jiu-jitsu. It's fake jiu-jitsu. <laughs> it was like... <laughs> And so there was, like, this whole branding thing that was kind of, like, uh, thrown into me. So I was like, oh, okay, so it's not a Gracie Jiu-Jitsu, so I'm not going to worry about it. I'll just go straight to Krav Maga. And so I did, a, I did Krav Maga right. for about a year, and super beneficial. Um, like, one of the things I took away from it was just the idea of pressure testing. And, um, and it was right. interesting because I got to see how much of the karate and self-defense stuff that I learned – was actually effective for me um, in that kind of stress-based scenario. And I would say maybe less than half of it was for me still uh, uh, like to which I was responsive on a reflexive level, right? Which to me was super Uh eye-opening, I was just like, man, like I can do all the training I want in a controlled setting. But if I'm like if I'm put to the test in a stress based scenario, like it's not the same as in a sparring match where like you're in it consensually with another individual to duke it out. But like if you're in a situation where. Um, like you don't know when the attack is coming and that's how they set up the test is like they tire you out and then they, at least in this school when they did their testing it's just like, okay, you know what? We're going to start. But then if it was your day to test, like they'd attack you and uh, and you'd have to see yeah, how, right. how, the, uh, how you'd hold up. Or they'd set you up with a full body gear and then from there like you would have to like really do your best to hit because a lot of times people don't know it but if you're not striking uh, appropriately while practicing, then you're not going to strike appropriately uh, when you're in a stressed scenario. And so- Yeah,
0: that's fair. Totally fair. And
1: so that's one of the things I was appreciative about my experience with Krav Maga of like, okay, you know what? These are the things that I was made aware of in terms of the holes in my practice. And then when I came down to Houston, um, I uh, one of the things was uh, I moved to an area called Clear Lake, which is a southeast corner. And the best way to describe it is that it's where old people go to die. It's basically Florida light. And uh, and it's <laughs> <laughs> for real, man, it's like people got their fishing boats. And when it rains, the gators and uh, cottonmouth uh, snakes, they come out. So, and you got geckos everywhere, so... I can't
0: hang. I'm too, I'm too Californian for any of that madness. I'm just telling Dude, you.
1: Dude, you're talking to a Northeast uh, urban kid who's, who's been introduced <laughs> <Yeah>. to... <laughs> I'm like, where that am I? That is hilarious. Man, so... But the thing that I didn't realize was like, all right, you know what? I want to get back into martial arts. I'm looking for Gracie. I'm looking for jujitsu. And, uh, and I find a school... Um in Houston proper and I'm like and, and I go in I check it out and then I realize, oh this place is so far away from where I live it would be like an hour plus drive just to go here and I'm like, oh you know what I'm just gonna put it in the back of my mind as a bucket list' it's like all right you know make it a point to move to Houston proper and then check back in this t- uh, check back at this location and it wouldn't right. it, it was two years from that point that uh that actually happened but when I did go back to that school and sign up, it was a Gracie Baja school, I found out right. that uh, there was a Gracie Baja school down the street from where I was living in the swampy areas, and it was run by <laughs> uh, Professor Dracolino, uh, who was apparently- Wow, yeah! gangster. I was like, oh my God, for two years, I could have been learning from this legend. I didn't know he was a legend until later, but I was just like- Wow. Yeah, so- But I gotta say, I'm like I'm 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 happy to be where I am because it's more like the culture that. I was exposed to in Tiger Showman's with like the whole because it's it's the the school that I'm at right now. It's more of an MMA school. They have jiu-jitsu. They got Muay Thai. In fact, they have a UFC fighter there too. His name is Danger Caged. Um, they have uh, it, it's like that full a full on martial arts school. Whereas um, at least to my understanding, I could be wrong, but uh, most of the great uh, most of the Gracie Bahas are jujitsu specific schools. Um, at least from what yeah, I've seen yeah. for the most part. So yeah, that's yeah, my kind no, no, of story no. in a nutshell in terms of how I got introduced to it and what I... Oh, and one thing I forgot to mention, though, uh, there was uh, in terms of uh, through this journey, like the question, like what happened in uh, the two years that I was in, in the southeast corner of Houston before I moved to Houston proper... Um, one of the things I, was, I realized is like, you know what, I should take this opportunity uh, to get into better shape. And one of the right. things uh, now, the thing is, when I was in D.C., I picked up uh, Bruce Lee's Art of Jeet Kundo, And in that book, Bruce Lee was talking about how anybody who considers themselves a martial artist, they have to train in the technique of martial arts and they need to also train in, you know, physical fitness and training. And when I read that, I did not understand because – Right. Because in philosophy, the philosophy of, you know, Tiger Shulman is like you're doing martial arts and you're doing uh, physical fitness and strength training, all that. It was all built into the curriculum. I'm like, how can you separate physical fitness and strength training from martial arts? But then when I started seeing a lot of other martial arts schools, I was like, oh, my God, most of these schools are just martial arts technique focused. And and, and I started realizing, like, wow,
0: there's a lot of fat black belts. Right? and Dude, isn't that a crazy thing <laughs> when you look at other martial arts? Like, that is one of the craziest things. Like, for me, you know, like, I'll just be real. Like, uh, one of the guys who's been on this show a lot has been Dr. Pete, and he is an old school Kyokushin guy from New York. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, not fat, right. healthy, can harm you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, and it's weird how it wasn't until I got into jiu-jitsu – that you realize that most of the guys who run around claiming to be martial arts masters with these huge guts are just coasting on something from way back because it's not real.
1: And and I I think part of it is the fact that when you take the pressure testing sport sparring element out out of the martial art, then there's just like there's no reason to stay fit, (laughs) at at least on a social level. So real. And so right
0: cuz you're just kind of hanging out and tell people to punch in the air, you
1: know. <laughs> yeah. So I actually ended up uh, you know pursuing uh, uh, physical fitness and personal training uh, a, a certification program uh, through a British company called Shredded by Science. At least at the time, they were called Shredded by Science. Now, I think they're called the Personal Training Collective. And, um, okay. and okay. so from that, I think it was like that kind of was like halfway through my fitness journey, which started in D.C. Because I was 25 years old when I was in D.C. And I was just like, you know, 10 years from now, I want to be like right, right. the best ever, right? Right. Because like, if I hit thirty-five and forty, like I better be like like it's like anything that's downhill from there has got to be like a really like you know in order for me to fall to a low area, I'd have to fall a long way. So therefore, let me climb as high as I can, and that's when I started learning about. You know, the science of mobility, science of strength training, biological life cycle within like your myofascial tissues and your blood work and all of that, Um, you know, foot movement, hip movement, all of that. So um, and that is what kind of gave birth to the Strength Dojo YouTube channel. So I was just Mm. like, you know what? I want to document what I'm learning, and at the same time, because at the uh, one of the things that I was pursuing, just kind of like as a bucket list, was specific strength standards that were brought to my attention. That like, if you meet these strength standards, then you could dominate whatever sport you put your uh, that you commit to, right? Like, and those strength standards Deep. essentially being, can you lift double your body weight using your legs? Can you lift one and a half? or one and a quarter times your body weight uh, using your upper body push and pull. I.e., in my case, can I deadlift 400 plus pounds? Can I squat 300 plus pounds? And so I was like, oh, great. Now I have a clear, measurable uh, objective. Dude, that that is
0: crazy knowledge right now. My brain is spinning
1: Yeah, so that was just like, I was like, I got something that I can hit, right? And so I started just tracking my progress. I got myself a coach. There was a book that was very insightful for me, was uh, Man 2.0, Engineering the Alpha by Adam Bornstein and John Romanello, which like I I was introduced to the idea of hormone optimization, like natural hormone optimization within the body and and phased-based programming. And, um, and so help- wait, wait, wait,
0: hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. What is that? Talk to me.
1: Okay. So, uh, what is phase-based programming or what is hormone optimization?
0: Yes. Hormone, hormone optimization. Sir. Okay.
1: Sure, sure. So you know, the thing is, um, so just to put it on a basic level, right? The thing is that a lot of times people think, all right, in order for me to, let's say I want to burn fat and I want to build muscle right the thing is it's, it's yes there is a simple factor to it calories in calories out whatever your target weight is just add a zero that's how many calories you need to consume but even within all of that there there are certain hormones within the body that regulate and determine you know your energy your ability your ability to absorb food some some things like uh, insulin, right? Insulin is a very basic hormone. People get the itis after lunch because they ate too much sweet or too much carbohydrates and suddenly they have a uh, uh, you know, they have a sugar low or whatever. And so understanding what these major hormones are and how they affect your body, how they affect your energy and how they affect weight loss and muscle building, that's what uh, John Romanello kind of like uh, hit on and to me was just a, such an eye-opener. And it not only was an eye-opener because of, like, how effective it was knowing this, but within my family, genetically, diabetes is common, right? And so, it was wow. just, yeah, so it was just it's, like... It's
0: starting to pop off in my family, too, bro. I need this knowledge.
1: Yeah, so it was just like, you know what? Um, and, and the thing that also was fascinating to me, as a Muslim especially, is that the book opens right. up in terms of the programming telling you to fast for 30 days. And within the 30 days of fasting, we're talking about 16 hour fast with an eight hour window of opportunity to eat. And I was just like, I just did Ramadan when I opened that book, right? I just finished Ramadan. I'm like, yo, I'm ready to go. And um, and so, uh, but the reason for that was you know, the fasting itself, the 30 days was something that would reset your body's uh, insulin sensitivity factors like there's a hormone in the body called ghrelin that uh, uh, the best way to understand it is that it's um, it, it affects how your body burns fat. And at the same time, it's like the uh, – it's also the kind of hormone that uh, – think of it as like a gremlin in your stomach whenever you get hungry. But that's basically your body right. responding to your natural cycle of how often you eat. And, um, and in terms of how much you eat, how often. So there's all of these factors that kind of, like, again, these are optimizations that have a positive right. effect on your health if you understand them. But, like, that was something right. that really opened me up. And when I, went for, when I went through the training of the, you know, the personal training stuff um, in terms of certification content, uh, w- like, one of the things I learned about was just like, okay, there is a certain process. That needs to be understood and adhered to when you're dealing with yourself, depending on, or dealing with others, depending on are they in a category that is general population? Uh, And what I understood that as is people who are not necessarily athletes, right? Then you got people who are... Uh, your bodybuilders, you've got your power, uh, strength, power and strength uh, type folks um, who, who who are trying to lift a lot of, but not like not in high volume, and so the training methodologies and the training processes is different. And this is where the whole, the, this is where I came to understand phased based training, where because the human body is so good at adapting to stimuli. Right? Whether that stimuli be drugs or be caffeine or be physical uh, activity, right? If you started walking to work every day or you started riding your bike to work every day, yeah, you'll notice a change in your physique and whatnot for maybe a couple of weeks, but then you'll notice that you're will you going to hit a plateau because your body's adapted. It's the same thing with martial yep. arts. It's like, yeah, you might see some weight loss for the first month when you get into it. Um, but then it's like you, well, one, you get better at the art, so you become more efficient, so you're losing yeah. less energy. And at the same time, you've also adapted to the activity itself. So that's why phase-based approach to exercise and strength training is integral to continued growth and development, um, within the human body itself, within the context of knowing whatever your, like, biological, uh, individual life cycle is and to kind of put that into context in simple terms. And this is and this to me was very inspiring. And I found that other people found it inspiring too, because it it set expectations of how long you should be able to see the results of something of like, for example, if you're dieting, how do you know that diet is working? Well, the number one thing that the diet is going to affect is your blood work. Right now. the mm. So the body replaces all of its blood cells every, you know, 90 to 100 days. So like so check your blood work beforehand and then three months later, that's how you know if your diet is doing you good. Right. At the same time. Right. Um, your myofascial tissue, which is your interconnective tissue within the body that kind of keeps your bones, tendons, ligaments, skin, muscles all together. It's it's designed to adapt to whatever position you put your body into most commonly, right? Which is, in our case, 90-degree angles, <laughs> right? <laughs> sitting right. At, right? Sitting at the car. So we become very immobile in our hips, sometimes in our shoulders. But, like, if you want to move the body into a better position and, and, and have it stay at a better position, the, the, the cells within the myofascial tissue replace themselves every, like, you know, seven to eight months. And so if you're looking mm. to improve that kind of hip mobility, that's a place to start. Uh, same thing with muscles, right? Muscles, they replace themselves every two to three years. So, like, every—so uh, if you're looking for muscular change— Get into a program and commit to going through programming within your strength training body development for at least a couple of years, right? And right. so, uh, and so when you see that, you see that, um, and same thing with bones, right? Even the bones replace themselves uh, every seven to ten years. So literally every decade, you have a whole new body.
0: Essentially, that's crazy. I can't wait to get my next new body. <laughs> <laughs> I hope it's fresh.
1: Yeah, no doubt. Like, people talk about, it's like, oh, you know what? Like, this is like, uh, this is my birthday suit or whatever. It's like, no, dude, your birthday suit died a long time ago. Right. Now you're just getting That's ready deep, for your death man. day suit. <laughs>
0: so, dude, so tell people about, look, okay, so I'll tell people about, about the strength dojo videos that I've seen that I really like. Um, I really like your one about Ramadan because obviously I'm Muslim, yeah. right? And so like when when to train, like I think like as jiu-jitsu has grown in the Muslim community, which it has really rapidly o- over over the years because a lot of people don't know that the Prophet Muhammad was a grappler and that in, in, in the Muslim community uh, all over the world, grappling has a rich tradition, right?
1: No doubt. I mean grappling has um, been a uh, – people don't understand this. Striking martial arts are in fact the anomaly, Right, Striking martial arts developed as a means of going against those, uh, like it was developed as for for those people who could not, who were oppressed, right? The Okinawans against the Japanese, right? The uh, 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 Koreans against so-and-so. It's just like it it was always, but the default, especially within a martial nature, it's been some form of wrestling or grappling. Every culture has it.
0: Yep. Everyone, man. Yeah. Everyone, right? And so it's like, you know, uh during Ramadan, uh what I've always done is I've still found a way to train, but I would normally just drill. Right. Like I would not spar. You know, I wouldn't spar. And so I found that particular video to be awesome. I loved your Barambolo video. Um, <laughs> with
1: Coach Osama.
0: With the Yeah, that was great. That was a great video. That was such a great video. Um and I mean, there's a lot of good ones. Uh, there's one that I really like that uh, the filming of the open mat. Yeah. Um, at your At your school, you know. Yeah, like, with there's the a lot of good Hunter videos, man. So Pedro. I encourage people to f- follow Follow Strength Dojo. You're gonna get a lot more than just jujitsu, but the jujitsu is gonna be fresh. I promise you.
1: Yeah. And I think that's part you know, of what was the uh, what was the it's, reason it's, was it's, like when I first started jujitsu. Um, one of the things I was starting to look for on YouTube was like, hey, has anybody documented their journey, right? And and so I came across one dude who started it documenting, but then he just kind of fell off. And then I came across another dude who, I guess, documented himself getting his black belt. Uh, And then he kind of gave a lot of advice in terms of what he learned along the way. But I was like, I haven't seen anybody who's like from the start to finish, like, documented that. Right. And I was just like, you know what? Um, That's fresh. I mean, like, it'd be cool. Let me do it. And, and I think it'd be one of those things where one, it'll be fun. Two, I get to share. Um, three, it's easier to document than to create content. So, Right. <laughs> so right. It's like, makes, there's,
0: makes, there's makes, a, makes tons of sense.
1: Yeah. Cause it's like, you know what? I just got to show up my camera and shoot, right? And then at the same time, it's yep. just like, if there's something good, then uh, I'll, I'll put it out there. If not, then whatever. It'll just go back into the archive.
0: Yeah, no, man, it's, it's fantastic. So um, outside of your YouTube channel, how can people get a hold of you?
1: I mean, generally, uh, I tell, this is funny because uh, whenever I work with uh, prospective clients, they're like, hey, you got a business card? I'm like, look, you can find me on social at Bilal Khan Social. Right, so B E L A L K H A N social, um, and that's across the board, right? That's on Instagram, YouTube, Facebook. Um, like Strengths Dojo is my fitness, like uh, jujitsu specific stuff. But like, uh, like the Bilal Khan social on YouTube. There's another channel that just kind of do like marketing and video stuff in terms of what my uh, my my bill-paying trade is um, for the most part. And, um, and also on LinkedIn, like just if they search my name, they'll come across me. But, uh, but yeah. Excellent.
0: Um, That is beautiful. So before we go, do you have any, um, parting advice for white belts that are new to jujitsu, um, and are maybe frustrated with where they feel they're at, or or what do you, what advice do you have for white belts? Period, a beginner in jujitsu.
1: Sure, sure. Um, who's so just starting out, I I would share uh, may, maybe two things for them to, or maybe three. Right. Uh, advice number one is learn to recover. Right. the The more you learn how to recover the more you'll be able to do jujitsu. And I understand that people at different ages, their ability recovers and the time it takes to recover is going to vary. If you're younger, you're a high school student, you're a college student, you could probably go do jujitsu every day, right? Um, Even if you're not an athlete, you could probably still jujitsu every day. But if you're in your 30s and 40s and whatnot, like I know for me, like I tried to see how many days I could do jujitsu back to back. I got like Four, I think, four days. And then like I just had right. to take a day off. And then I went back in, I did three more days and I was like, you know what? I'm taking four days off.
0: <laughs> yeah, um, man. You gotta rest. You gotta rest, man. Yeah. Like being like uh being like a matte animal is is dangerous man one of the things um and i'm glad you mentioned this because one of the things that i noticed over the years right like and i'm a guy who i you know if if i'm being fully honest like i should have had my black belt a long time ago right i mean but i've been really transparent about the fact that i would train and stop and train and stop and train and stop no big deal i'm at peace with it right i'm at peace with it but one of the things i i've while I've sometimes lay up at night going, damn, dog, you could have been a black belt a hell of years ago. What are you doing? On the flip side, I've seen a lot of people become Matt Savages and burn out their knees. No burn doubt. Burn out their back. No doubt. yeah. Burn out their shoulders. Burn out their hips. And like, yeah, they were a black belt who everyone feared until the two years after they got their black belt, and now they're just limping around the mall. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and so it's like, the idea is like, when I started this, Helio Gracie was alive and I met him. Okay. And I saw Helio and his gi. I saw him playing with, with with Heron, who was a green belt. then. I saw him, you know, he come over. Hey, let me show you this wrist lock escape and blah, blah. You know what? I want to be like that. No doubt, no right. doubt. I don't want to be—I don't want to be the the fearsome black belt who everyone feared for three to five years and then just like sat in the corner because he couldn't actually function, man. It's
1: not—it's not, it's not be, even like
0: let the marathon be what it is, man. Let the marathon be what it is and enjoy that run.
1: And and I, here's the thing that I have in my mind, right? Uh, I was—I well, started jujitsu when I realized. Uh, after like I realized was uh, I had been a black belt from my, like I earned my black belt in karate and I had been a black belt longer than it took me to get it, right? And I was just like, you know what? I am looking forward to that day in jujitsu when I've had my jujitsu black belt for as long as it took me to get it. However long it takes me to get it, right? But if like for me, that's going to be the achievement is that I've had my black belt as long as it took me to
0: get there. All right. Thank you so much, man. I appreciate you. Teacher, what style is that? Don't think. Speak. <laughs> you are now listening to the Mission Prodicates. you must learn. Right, rise, try, try, try with me. It's my own secret technique. (laughs)